Good fathers give good game with the intent that you won't fall. And one day it'll all make sense, even if it makes no sense at all. Peace. And welcome to Tales from the Black Hand Side. I am your host, Keith Brown. And I got a story I want to tell you. So it's the summer of 1998. I'm in Pacifica, California. That's 15 miles south of San Francisco in a densely packed two-bedroom apartment above a laundromat where my dad and my stepmom lived at the time. Me and my brothers were spending every other weekend with my daddy per the co-parenting agreement. And for my stepmom, Saturday is a free relaxation. But for dad, Saturdays are for working on Tiger, his affectionately named 1978 Chevy van. My brother's probably playing video games while my stepmom watched TV. She would be up to cook a little bit later on, but she definitely took time to relax. And my brothers did too. I was 12 years old and my parents' eldest son, and I very much missed my daddy in the divorce. And so, while my brothers played video games, I was at my daddy's right hand, helping him work on the van. My dad used to chastise us whenever, you know, the three of us fought. He would tell us how lucky we were to have one another and the responsibility that we had to each other. And it was because he was an only child. And that always made me feel sorry for my dad, but I took heed to what he said to me and my brothers about our relationship. It also made me feel a duty to be like a brother to my dad. So, as he grew increasingly frustrated with whatever it was he was trying to fix on the van, I would find humor and I would laugh at him. The vein that popped out in his forehead when he was mad or the random cuss words he would just spout off. And he made, it made him laugh with me too. So at some point, he asked me, he said, hey chief, won't you, uh, I want you to get pops a payday, some sunflower seeds, and something to drink, and then uh, you can get yourself something with the change. And so off I went, across the street, grabbed my daddy a snacks, and got myself some gummy bears, and I saw this cap gun. And as an adult, I recognized it to have assembled a Colt 1911 semi-automatic pistol. And I'm sure I had seen this gun somewhere on TV, so I'm super excited to get my daddy's stuff back and get to playing with my new cap gun. So I get about three shots off and my dad stopped me pretty abruptly and he said, where'd you get that from? So I got it across the street at the store and he looked at it and he looked at me with like this real disappointed look in his eyes and he grabbed it and he said, son, you're not going to like this. But I'm, I'm going to have to take this from you. And you won't understand why now. But it's for your own safety. And it'll make sense to you one day. And I wasn't mad. I had plenty of toys to play with. But trusted my daddy in that moment. But it didn't make sense to me. Not at all. Until I heard about what happened to Tamir Rice. And it made perfect sense then, but twofold, it made no sense at all. 
First of all, it's not rocket science, but racism is really, really stupid. And being victimized as a child, the possibility of it, makes no sense. But it also didn't make sense for my father to have such foresight, because I don't know that in popular media there were similar instances. I certainly didn't know anybody who died by the hands of the police at the age of 12. My dad didn't know anybody who had died that way. But as a black man, it made sense to him that it was a possibility. And that it simply being in the realm of possibilities meant that he had to protect his son from a danger that he might have just made up in his head that eerily became true. And it makes me wonder, how am I going to help my brother explaining these things to his sons? Should I have children one day, Lord willing? How am I going to explain things like that to them? And I can be dark and cynical sometimes, especially as it pertains to how evil people can be in this world. So my worry is that I'll be so straightforward and curt with them that it removes the innocence from them in a way that it wasn't removed from me. And I pray that I have the tact and the skills and the tools to correct them and guide them in such a way that doesn't remove the wonder from their eyes but also doesn't leave them naive. This has been Tales from the Black Hand Side. I've been your host Keith Brown. Thank you for listening, and as usual, stay tuned.